lifestyle changes to help control your blood sugar and your insulin, and by the way, help you lose weight. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast. Uh, I am flying solo today, so bear with me. Uh, Danae will be back next week, as I know you guys enjoy her take on the subjects that we talk about. I just want to welcome you to our podcast. Uh, If you're a first-time listener, we appreciate you joining joining us, and uh, hopefully we can give you some valuable information so that you can live a longer, healthier life. If you are a longtime listener, uh, again, we uh, thank you for coming back to listening to our podcast. We want to continue to give you the information that you need so that you can live a longer, healthier life. And, you know, that's our goal. You know, with uh, the things that we're doing uh, as far as uh, health-wise, we're we're expanding more than just doing a ketogenic diet. We think it's a a great uh, lifestyle to have. We still do it ourselves. But we know sometimes uh, with different uh, bodies, uh, different uh, genetics, a certain type of diet uh, may be better uh, for you. And it may be similar to a ketogenic diet and uh, to help you get the results. But no matter what uh, you have, uh, we are here to help you and guide you. Uh, I just want to kind of plug our coaching uh, real quick. Uh, We do have some coaching uh, opportunities to help get you where you want to go. And we can do this through a uh, private one-on-one consultation and include uh, different things as far as labs and uh, different things that we do here to help, uh, you know, uh, individualize your specific treatment for your goal. But uh, reach out to us if you have any questions on that. Uh, But we are here to serve, and we want to give you information uh, so that you can get things started today so that you can start getting results tomorrow. And uh, the thing that we want to talk about today is some lifestyle, lifestyle changes that you can do to help control your blood sugar and your insulin. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, I'm not diabetic. Uh... You know, I don't really need to listen to this. Well, actually you do, uh, because that's the underlying cause of a lot of people's problems with weight is the uh, fluctuations in the blood sugar in the uh, bl- in the insulin that you have. And we're going to talk about the whys of that in case you've never heard of that before. But especially if you're a diabetic, this may help. But as with any kind of, uh, uh, you know, talk that we have, any kind of information, You know, if you do have specific problems like diabetes, before you start, uh, you know, just going off and doing some of the things that we talk about, be sure you talk to your healthcare provider. Uh, Every uh, person has a unique situation and uh, some changes, adjustments may need to be made, especially if you're going to start uh, doing a lifestyle to where you are going to start controlling some of these things. You know, you may not need as much medication. And if you uh, continue to take the amount of medication and make these lifestyle changes, your blood sugar, your blood sugar has potential to drop, uh, especially if you're on insulin. So be sure you, you seek, seek out some medical advice before you start doing any of these things that we talked about today. So 
We're going to talk about your blood sugar or your glucose and your insulin. And, uh, you know, the first thing we have to realize is when we eat, we are eating so that we can get energy. And your body takes this, these things that we eat and produces energy. And one of the ways that it does this is uh, through uh, insulin. So when you eat something, uh, let's just say you have some sugar. Uh, sugar is 50% glucose, 50% uh, fructose. And hang on with me for just a second because I can't uh, write this down in a diagram if you're listening to this. But just imagine, you know, you got sugar. The 50% that is glucose uh, goes through the pathway of uh, getting into your bloodstream. Uh, your body produces insulin. Uh, if it doesn't use it for energy, it stores it in fat cells and muscle cells. Uh, basically it's a little bit more complicated than that but that's basically what happens the other half of that uh, uh, sugar molecule which is fructose is metabolized a different way it's metabolized through your liver and uh, if you have heard me talk about this in the past you know god made us to where we can uh, take in some foods and if we don't need that uh, we have a way of storing that energy and we store that as fat in our liver and then if there's a time where we have to go without food uh, your body breaks that down uses it for energy so that's what happens when you eat sugar and you uh, uh, increase your insulin and it goes through your fat and, and as part of it as fructose gets stored in your liver as fat but what we want to talk about is you know what can you do to help regulate uh, these uh, levels of insulin and uh, blood sugar. Now, with insulin, it's a hormone. And remember, with hormones, uh, a balance is key. You don't want too high, you don't want too low. So the tips that we're going to talk about is how we can regulate uh, the blood sugar so that we can regulate the insulin so we don't have these spikes of insulin. Because remember, if you've listened to us in the past as well, when we've talked about insulin, the phrase I want you to remember is uh, fat storage. So if we increase our insulin, what happens? We increase our fat storage. If we decrease our insulin, what happens? We decrease our fat storage. So obviously we want to have a good level because if we had zero, we'd be real trouble. We'd be having to take insulin uh, because we couldn't survive without it. But I'm assuming that you do have insulin and what we want to talk about today is how do we regulate this so that you do not get these spikes of insulin, which can cause a fat storage. And if you're diabetic, if you're having these spikes of insulin, that means your blood sugars are spiking as well, probably from the foods that you're eating. And um, that is not a good thing because when you have these spikes of insulin, and uh, you get more reactive oxidative species, which is causes more inflammation, which can cause problems, you know, long term with a lot of uh, medical problems. Now, how do we get these spikes of, of sugar? How do we get these spikes of insulin? A lot of it has to do, of course, with the foods that we eat. If we eat a lot of sugar, like we just talked about, you know, 50 percent of it is glucose. And what's going to happen with that is going to spike your insulin uh, because your body's response to an increased level of uh, glucose is to increase your insulin to get it out of the blood and put it into cells. You may be eating more uh, protein than what you need. Now, I'm a bit big advocate of eating enough protein. And if you listen to different people, it's anywhere, you know, from 
0.8 uh, grams of protein uh, all the way up to 2 grams of protein uh, per uh, body weight. And uh, somewhere in between there is probably the magic number depending on your activity level. But if you're taking too much protein in for your body, that gets... Um, uh, broken down to glucose. Uh, now, remember, a ketogenic diet is not a high-protein diet. It's a moderate amount of protein because most of the things that we hear are fat. So just remember that uh, this is not an all-you-can-eat meat diet, even though we do recommend the carnivore diet for different people for, in different situations. And that's all they're eating is meat and fat. So there's different ways you can do this uh, and get health results. But what we're talking about today is your glucose and your insulin. And eating too much of the protein can cause problems with these spikes. Uh, the other thing is eating too much. You know, if you're sitting down at one meal and uh, eating more than what you need, it's going to spike your blood sugar, which will spike your, uh, your insulin level. And the good thing about a ketogenic diet, if you've ever been on this or if you've had people that you know has been on it, you know, one thing that they tell you over and over is they're not as hungry. So a lot of times we do not have to worry about uh, increasing uh, our uh, amount of food that we eat because uh, the ketogenic diet takes care of that through some hormonal processes, which we've talked about in the past. And the other thing that can spike your uh, uh, sugar in your insulin is eating too often. Again, your body needs the energy or it needs the foods to produce energy. And if you're eating too often, then what happens is you don't need that. It gets stored and it has to go somewhere. So if it's the uh, glucose molecule, it's going to get stored in your fat cells and your uh, muscle cells. And if it's the uh, fructose side, it's going to get stored in your liver as fat. So we have some ideas now as far as the different things that can uh, spike the glucose and spike the insulin. And again, that's not a bad, uh, that, that is a bad thing. We do not want that to happen. We don't want these spikes of your glucose and insulin up because your body has to do something with those spikes. And it's usually not a good thing long term. So what can we do to help in, uh, decrease these spikes. One of the first things that we can do is uh, start lifting. Now, when I say lifting weights, I don't want you to get to the picture of, you know, uh, these guys on the beach, you know, doing these, uh, you know, 400 pound lifts and things like that. No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is lifting heavy for you. And that's that, you know, that's different people, uh, different weights for different people at different ages in their life. So if we can increase our muscle mass with the, that's the end goal of lifting heavier. What happens is we can burn more of this uh, blood sugar because your body has to repair itself and those spikes will de, uh, will be less uh, uh, elevated and you won't have these problems. Uh, the other uh, thing is to when you first get up in the morning, if you can get out and do a fasted walk. Now, it doesn't have to be uh, anything special. Uh, all you need to do is before, you know, you take any vitamins, uh, before you eat any foods, before you have your coffee, before you have any of this stuff. If you can get up and do a 20 or 30 minute fasted walk, you're going to deplete some of your glycogen stores. Glycogen is your uh, glucose stores. So what happens is you deplete this and you're not going to have these spikes because your body needs to fill these things up later on when you do eat. So when you first get up, you know, if you can incorporate uh, this into your lifestyle as far as getting up and doing a fasted walk, 
excellent way of uh, help controlling your blood sugar. Uh, the other thing that really helps too is after you eat, a lot of times we want to sit down and just relax. But if you could go out for a walk, uh, you're going to use up some of that energy. Uh, again, again, that we're eating to give our body energy. And if we uh, eat something and we sit down, your body is not expending more energy. So if you can get up and go for a walk, you're going to help regulate your blood sugar and your insulin spikes. And then the other thing is, and this is what I have to remind myself to do sometimes, is I have to uh, get up and move on a regular basis. Sometimes I'll be reading or researching or writing or something like that. You know, sometimes two or three hours will go by and I don't even really recognize that I've not really gotten out of my chair. So setting an alarm is one way of doing this. Uh, the other thing, too, is I wear an aura ring. And it tells me uh, if I'm uh, active or not. You know, sometimes it will, uh, you know, alert me on my phone, you know, uh, get up and move. You know, I've been sedentary too long. So if you can get in the habit of getting up, going for a walk, getting up, uh, doing some push-ups, um, you know, if you're in office by yourself, you know, getting a kettlebell and doing some kettlebell swings uh, on every hour on the hour, you know, that's going to help uh, regulate some of this blood sugar and insulin spikes that you have because you're getting up using some of this energy. Now, some of the other things that we've talked that that you can do is increase your fiber intake. You know, increase your vegetables. Uh, when you um, when you increase your fiber, you slow down the the uh, carbohydrate uh, digestion. So, if you're slowing down the digestion and, and absorption of the carbohydrates, uh, which gets broken down to sugar, by the way, then you're going to have less spikes of the glucose, which will lead to less spikes of the insulin. It's going to be more of a slowly absorbed instead of getting all absorbed at one time. Uh, another way that you can uh, change your lifestyle is drink more water. The more hydrated you are, the better off you are as far as you know being able to control your blood sugar. Uh, if you do have diabetes or you know somebody who has, you know a lot of times what they they'll come and tell me is if their blood sugar someone has a uh, their blood sugar go elevated, then they will drink some water and it kind of uh, normalizes their blood sugar some. Uh, the other thing is there's some. Uh, supplements and and um, um, seasoning that you can use like chromium. Uh, chromium helps with the fatty acid transport across the cell walls. Uh, you can get chromium as a supplement uh, that can help. You can also get it in your in your diet. You know, uh, meats, veggies, nuts. Uh, which is if you have done the ketogenic diet, that's exactly the, what we try to get people to eat. So that's another way that you can help normalize the blood sugar and the insulin spikes is by increasing your chromium. Uh, another uh, um, uh, tip that you could do is add cinnamon. Uh, a lot of times people add cinnamon to uh, different drinks, uh, different dishes and things like that. And cinnamon has been uh, shown to help normalize your blood sugar. Again, if we're normalizing blood sugar, we're normalizing insulin. And remember, insulin is the fat storage. So if we have less insulin, we have less less fat storage. And you can get to a lot of good results by you know incorporating something like uh, cinnamon. And the last thing that we have here is apple cider vinegar. Uh, now, what happens with that, they don't know exactly how this works, but it does seem to help normalize the blood sugar some. And they think it has to do with the increased use in the cell 
uh, as far as the sugar. Uh, so what happens with the um, the blood sugar that you do have, it, it increases the use inside the cell. And they think that's what, why it helps regulate the blood sugar in the insulin. So, you know, those are some tips that you can have that you can get started right away. So whether you are wanting to do something, you know, as far as like uh, normalize your blood sugars, if you're diabetic, uh, if you have something like insulin resistance uh, or metabolic syndrome, uh, you know, we've talked about that before. If you have these kind of problems, uh, here are some tips that you can do that doesn't re- doesn't require a prescription. Uh, it doesn't require that you going out and uh, going to uh, visit uh, a provider uh, to do these things. Even though if you do have diabetes or something like that, we really want you to um, you know consult them before you uh, progress into doing uh, some of these uh, things that we've talked about. But what you can do is you can get started tomorrow uh, by doing these. Now, do you have to do all these? No, you don't have to do all these. If none of these things that we've talked about is uh, currently in your lifestyle, I know it's hard right now to wake up tomorrow and do all these things that we just referred to. And, uh, and you know, when we're trying to make changes, some people want to uh, jump all in. Like if some people go to a pool, you know, they'll jump, just jump in uh, and all of a sudden they'll get wet and they'll get used to it real quick. Some people, on the other hand, want to just kind of put their toes in, then put their foot in, then put their leg, then their torso, then finally they put their head in. And that's okay too. You know, God made us different and uh, there's different ways of getting to the same result. So if you are listening to these, and we're going to go over these in just a second, but if you're listening to these and you're thinking, there's no way I can do all this. Well, just pick one. You know, just pick one thing that you can do tomorrow uh, that you can start making some lifestyle changes uh, to get to your result. Again, these are going to help normalize your, your blood sugar, which will help not normalize your insulin. And if you do have these kind of problems uh, already, it's going to help with that. It's going to help with your long-term prognosis. You know, if you're listening to this and you do not have diabetes, you know, but... Uh, but you have some weight to lose uh, or you're not exactly where you want to be at uh, there. You know, if your clothes aren't fitting the way that they should uh, be fitting or, you know, summer's coming up and you want to lose a a few pounds, you know, just incorporating some of these things uh, will help you get to your results. And it doesn't, it doesn't cost uh, money to do these things. Uh, What it does is it just takes a commitment from you to say, okay, tomorrow, Uh, When I get up, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to walk. I'm going to get up and do a fasted walk. And, you know, if um, if you are committing to that one, you know, what you can do right now is get your shoes, get some socks, uh, depending on your weather, get the appropriate clothing. So you have those already out. So as soon as you wake up, you put them on and you just head out the door and you start walking. Or if you've got a treadmill. You know, put them right next to your treadmill, get on there and get and get start walking. It doesn't have to be a race to the finish. It doesn't have to be uh, something where you're trying to beat some time. You know, if you've never done this before, what we want to do, uh, encourage you to do is just get started. You know, just start making one cha- one choice tomorrow that can get you to your result. Now, 
the tips that we've talked about, you know, you need to start lifting weights. You know, if you've never lifted weights, you're probably not going to start with these. You probably don't know how to do those, you know, and that's okay. If you do have experience in some weightlifting, you know, uh, and you have those weights at home, you know, start there. You know, if in your area where if the gyms are opening up, you know, start uh, going to the gym. I'm sure there's people there that are more than willing to help train you, give you some pointers as far as like how to lift weights uh, properly so you don't get hurt. But you can get started on that. Uh, Again, we talked about fasted walking. So you can lift weights. You can do a fasted walking. You know, after you eat, instead of sitting, you know, go for a walk. You know, if if you uh, have family, that's a great time to talk. You know, get out and enjoy the outside. Uh, Talk about your day, you know, after you've had dinner. Uh, If you're uh, eating uh, lunch at work, you know, uh, sometimes we have 30 minutes, sometimes we have an hour. But, you know, if you eat within 15 minutes, you know, take a walk for the next 15 minutes. You're going to feel better. You know, I, I promise you, you're going to feel better by doing these things. Um, and then the other thing is, is, as far as like movement is concerned, is uh, set an alarm to start moving uh, once an hour every hour. You know, get up and do something. If, it, if it's just a simple walk, that's great. Uh, if it's uh, having uh, opportunity to get down and do some push-ups, that's even better. You know, and vary it up. You don't have to do the same thing every time. And some of the things we can do as far as our diet, you know, we can increase our fiber. Uh, we can drink more water. Uh, add chromium as a supplement or through uh, meats, veggies, and nuts. Uh, have apple cider vinegar. Uh, you know, just doing a, a teaspoon of that in some water. Make sure that you get it gets past your front teeth because you don't want to wear down your enamel on your teeth or anything. But you can look online. There's all kinds of recipes you can have for uh, apple cider vinegar. It adds some cinnamon to um, some of the drinks that you have maybe uh, to your foods. And that will help stabilize your blood sugar as well. So hopefully this, this kind of helps. I know it's not all keto. Uh, But again, we want to talk more about, you know, incorporating keto into a different lifestyle. And I think this is a great place to start. You know, uh, this is something that you can do tomorrow. I I would encourage you to pick one thing. Uh, Let us know what that one thing is and if you're going to do it. And if you're going to do it, you know, let us know the results. You know, do it for a couple weeks and then you can add a second thing. And we would love to hear from you uh, to see if these tips do resonate with you for one thing. And if they resonate with you, why aren't you doing them? Because it's simple to do. It doesn't cost uh, a lot of money unless you're going to get like some of the supplements or something like that. But to get out and just walk at these certain times, you know, it's going to be uh, beneficial and you're going to see results from it. And I promise you, uh, from my experience, for myself and with my clients and patients, is once they start making these little changes, the next change is much easier because your mindset starts changing. You want to get these results. You start seeing results. And you'll get to the results that you want to get to quicker and feeling better at the same time. So hopefully that's helped. If you have any questions, reach out. You know, of course, always like us here on our podcast, share it, uh, especially if you know somebody who has diabetes, and then maybe this will give them some ideas to help control um, their um, medical condition. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, catechisms. Uh, We are continuing to do this on a regular uh, basis. We are number 15 uh, today. Uh, 15 uh, says, who wrote the Bible? It says, holy men who were inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit. So 
when when we read scripture, we know it comes from different authors, and it comes from over uh, different uh, centuries. So, you know, some of the uh, writings uh, are, are hundreds of years apart, but they all have the same theme. Uh, and that same theme is present because it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. There is one Holy Spirit. There is one God. There is one Jesus. Uh, of course, they're all the same. They're the Trinity. But they inspired men to write the Bible with the central theme of being Jesus Christ is coming back. He's uh, going to die uh, sacrificial for our sins so that we can get to heaven. So that, and again, uh, we we know that that's the only way to get to heaven is through uh, Jesus Christ. So if you do not have a relationship with him, we would love to talk to you about that as well. Please reach out anytime to us, and uh, we'd love to have that conversation with you guys. Uh, hopefully, Danae will be back with us next week. Uh, I know I hear from some of you guys and um, you know miss her on here, and I do too because she brings uh, such a good uh, point of view to different topics. But uh, hopefully this has helped. Get started on these lifestyle changes. Let us know how you do them. And remember, be fit and be faithful, guys. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.